Alright, we're, we're, li we're, we're live. Did you say we're live? We're live. Oh, wait, no, we just cut out. I cut out? Yeah, yeah, completely. You don't hear Anyways, me. Welcome everyone to the Olive Ranch. <laughs> I am your host, Cisco Boy Wonder, and I'm joined with my co-host, Evil Zero. Today we have a really good show planned out for you, and it's going to be kind of like the introduction to our channel, and hopefully you like it. It's going to be available on all streaming platforms, and our first YouTube video is coming out today, Wednesday, September the 16th? I don't even know what day it is. Uh, Wednesday the 16th is correct. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, today's topics include uh, hashtag Phase 5, the Phase Clan Recruitment Challenge that is open to everyone above the age of 13, I guess, and... Dr. Disrespect going back to YouTube, Shroud and Ninja going back to Twitch, and just overall streaming tips, and I think that's the end of the show, and whatever comes in between. Yeah, it's a pretty long list. Anyways, um, Evo, where would you like to start? Wherever you'd like to start. Oh my god. <laughs> What's in the cup? What's in the cup? Some coffee. Yeah. What flavor? Uh, it's like regular dark Colombian. Wow. And then, uh... Put some oat milk in it, no, to cut the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that, I used to do that. Do you have a Keurig? I have, I have a Keurig. Yes. Um, currently saving up for a French press. Uh, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was in the restaurant industry, I like got in, really into wine and like you know the whole process of making wine. So like I was gonna do like my sommelier test, testing and all that, um, and then eventually you start realizing that there's like a sommelier like process to everything regarding drinks. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, beer, whiskey, you know, there's like a, a process and you know, that process really fascinates me. And the process for coffee is so similar to the process to wine that now I'm just like, I, I kind of need a French press to really understand coffee. So that, that's, it's very fun. Definitely. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so that's fun. good. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so uh, first things first, I think I, I think we should just start with like phase five. It's like kind of like the biggest topic right now, besides what we mentioned earlier about uh, people switching platforms. Yeah, definitely. You're currently undertaking the process of phase phase five, right? How's that going? It, it's good. It's good. It's uh, it's eye opening. It's different. It's I don't know. Uh, I, I think the be the best way to describe it is uh, it's it's an audition for something that you never thought you'd be auditioning for. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Speak. You've you've done auditions in the past, right? How is this different than auditions you've tried out in the past, right? On the minus the fact that I guess it's gaming organizations and stuff like that. I feel like there might be similarities, or if there are any differences, what are they? Um, I think. In the big similarities, it's like, you know, you're preparing for something and like you have to get like mentally right first before you, you know, undergo the process. Um, and in the differences, it's just the fact that uh, I can stay up late uh, obsessing over it rather than, you know, not being able to practice or, you know, get ready or something like that. Uh, I find myself throughout this whole entire like two week process. Now the first week is, is done. Uh, I've just been like staying up really late, editing videos, getting clips from the stream, and uh, I I've been talking a lot more with my community and like the Discord, and it's like everyone's just really supportive. And I feel like when I was going through auditions, I, <laughs> I had like only like my professors cheer me on. This is like a nice change of pace. It's like the community has really come together for this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, would you feel like, you know, stuff you mentioned for because of the phase five um, promotion or anything, like, You've done that before, right? Do you feel like it's a little bit different because it's under the phase five hashtag? It's like you still would have been doing that, right? But is there like, I mean, there's definitely extra incentives. Do you think it's a little bit more like fire or something like that? Like what, how's that changed your approach to the content creation side, right? Because you've been doing this since, you know, solid like six months, right? At this point, you got your new rig in February, right? Was it? Yeah. So it started seven February. months then. Yeah. Seven, seven months. months. Kind of crazy. Um, no, it, it's, I, I, I agree with you. It, it is, uh, it is something that just like, kind of just, you, you get the opportunity and because it's like so open, you're just like, I'm going to do everything. I, I'm going to, I'm going to show everything that I got. And after, you know, doing all the, like the musical auditions, this became like, 
so much more freeing because it's not just music. It's uh, it's gaming. It's content creating, and in that scope, in that under that umbrella, like content creating can be several billions of things. So it, it, it's fantastic, and you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I'm just more excited because now it's like. I know where my limit is as far as like what I can produce. And because of that, I, I'm just excited to keep going. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In fact, like, you know, coming from an outsider perspective, right? Like I could see the phase five thing. It's, it's kind of crazy that, well, first thing, like the first question is just like, they've done this before, right? This is the first time they've done phase five. It's happened three to five times before. Right, because because uh, in in the actual video for Phase Five, they talk about people who've done it in the past and didn't win or didn't actually get it, but then they got it the second time, or it wasn't even that they got it. Be- you know what you were saying before? It's like because of that push, because of like you know the community engagement, they were just able to grow their community, their reach, and their influence just from participating, and that led to like a more stable setup in Korea, which is crazy, right? not even winning it can guarantee you like, or not guarantee, but can push you to, you know, um, community stability for your content, which is crazy. Right. So how many times did you say? It's like two to, two to three times. They've okay. done it yeah. That's, that's, and like, yeah, we were, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but like, how do they filter it? Right. Cause like, look at this, ready? I don't know if you have Chrome open. I'll do it right now. So I'm going to go, what's the main platform, right? Like Twitter? It's Twitter. If you go to Twitter. Twitter.com. I want to type in hashtag what, phase five? Yep. Let's see how many posts in the last five minutes. (laughs) Give me a number. How do you even Uh, know latest, right? Like 200 around there. I don't even know how to count that, right? Can you count that? I see one. So like when you're you're making a post for hashtag phase five, it would literally say, like 200 posts in the last hour or something like that oh it, oh it's it says that when you tweet yeah. it right yeah when you're tweeting it and okay, it's like okay. imagine like being in my shoes where like you, you know you're like about to put a, a video out or like a like a clip or a post or something and uh you see that and you're just like oh my god how do how do you filter that how do you yeah uh, how do you filter like what i, I yeah you go I was just gonna say, like, I, I can imagine them just like the entire team just sitting on a couch and just like, like, kind of like the the Tinder thing, or just swiping. Not left. even, cause yeah, I mean, how many members is Phase? Like, you know, cause take away the take away the streamers and stuff. How many like behind the scenes, like editors and social media That's, people? I have no clue. It's even, upwards of upwards of it's it's like it's a conglomerate. It's a it's a business. Yeah, huge but still, business. I don't think they do. I feel like they definitely have some computer engineering like programming where they have like some kind of filtering system where like they'll look like sure they can look at like the number of posts a person has and the number of engagement because yeah that could be a, a 13 year old kid posting every single second but it's not good content they don't have a community backing it up and i'm sure that is not the same as someone like you posting maybe not every single day but getting more engagement getting more views that probably has to weigh differently for like their reviewing system, right? Because I I don't think they can do this manually. Do they claim they do it manually? Because like there's there's millions I don't think of ever, posts. I don't think they ever claimed it, but at yeah. the same time, I don't think that like I think they they specifically said that like viewership and like you know your following currently doesn't matter. It's just like you know the quality, the attitude, of the quality. Yeah, you know, it's like if you embody what you know the face clan ideology is and. It's really funny that you mentioned like a 13 year old just like posting like by himself, no followers or nothing. If you think about it, if that kid is hitting the best trick shots in the world, best reactions, and he has a pretty decent setup, like who knows? Like the, the thing is, I feel like with Phase Five, it, it is pushing everyone's best work forward and you know creating like a solid profile for everyone. Mm-hmm. At the same vein, it's because people are constantly uploading and if it's constantly like of quality i i think that's where it gets like the line gets muddled now do we get someone with less videos but extreme quality or more videos with okay quality and that filtering it i think that's like the thing that like freaks me out the most is like how do you differentiate between the two different types of quality so it it kind of feels like they have an agenda when they're looking you know yeah and then yeah. like if you if you like if you hit the criteria 
a certain way, then you move on. But if you don't hit the criteria, or if you're like in competition between another person who does the exact same thing, it, it's just it's very weird. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I yeah, I definitely agree with like an agenda. Like I feel like definitely before they even begin the phase five like promotion, they already know like oh like this team or this department, you know, you know, because they probably have offshoots of like because they have like phase cod phase apex phase uh fortnite phase for like you know all first person shooters do they have it do they do any other genres of games or any other type of content yeah they do valorant and uh and csgo i don't think they do apex except for like the brazil league they got to break into the super mario world that'd be pretty cool (laughs) yeah sure um i i think with uh and also they have like the clout you know like house kind of yeah, where well, it's like vlog it's squad like, and stuff, like, like not gaming. Squad. Yeah, it's like they game, but they're mostly just like making videos. Per- their stuff. personalities more than than gaming yeah. skill. Yeah, and then I feel like I agree with you where they have like you know certain like I guess you like task force if you will of like how to like differentiate between those type of like genres and see yeah. like what is actually of quality. And it's so funny because I I'm a victim of this too. Like not like a victim, but like I do this as well. Like. I tag all the members of the the face. Yeah. Plan. Just like, check out my video, please. Like, check out this clip. And it, it's so funny because it's like I'll, I'll tag people that I've never really interacted with. You yeah. Know? Like, like, <laughs> like I, I have like so much respect for them because you know they built a brand you know by themselves and then Face Clan helped them even more. But it's like, at the end of the day, like you have to start thinking about it. Like, I, I think the winners mentality is like the the most pivotal thing about this is like if you have the idea like these are going to be my future teammates or the, the people that i make content with at some point or co-workers hey, yeah co-workers like if, if you really think about it like the 2 a.m you, you hit up that you hit them up and like hey i want to play call of duty right now on stream like that sort of stuff just brings buzz and i feel like if you have that mentality i think that's when you actually win like phase five it's when you start treating it like it's a, it's a kind of like a i already won kind of thing mm-hmm. but then again you know that sort of stuff it, it, it's weird because you know then it, it it could be seen as overconfidence and yeah i don't know that could that be might a negative be, that could be a negative because then it's just like oh this guy thinks he's like you know the best in the world and he, he doesn't need us and you know yeah so. that, i saw um sam the alpha gaming editor he talked about that like he, he was just talking about like you don't uh, no one deserves like internet success right mm-hmm. no one owes you anything because you're either really good at a game because your c- content is amazing you know it's up to you to make it and make it quality but you still have to provide the value of community uh, audience interaction engagement and just making it a, a good you know a good time to hang out no one you know you can't be like oh man i'm the best player i deserve a phase spot no that's that's not how it works for anything internet related probably related to everything no one deserves anything yeah, I mean, I, honestly, that's, like, one of the biggest things when it comes to certain streamers and why they're so successful. I mean, like, personally, one of my favorite streamers is Nick Merckx. Mm-hmm. He has, like, I think he's at, like, what, 60,000 subs right now on Twitch? It's he just bought. I just saw him buy that, what, $20, 50000000 million house or something. He did, his fa- yeah. he did his house reveal, like, a month ago. Yeah, he's living his best life. But if you think about it, do you know how often Nick is, like, active on Twitter? talking and engaging with fans like if you tag him in a post right now saying yo nick you're short you'd be like you know like it put an emoji and then that's it call it a day but that's still interaction that's still like face to face like this guy is you know he's huge in this scene and he's taking time out of his day to do that to interact with you know someone calling him short or something like that you know that's just an example but like i feel like in that genuineness I, that is where you succeed the most especially like in this field definitely and yeah yeah, I, I feel like when it comes to Phase 5, judging on content, you know, uh, quality of content and all that stuff, it, it, it's fantastic. But I feel like I wonder where the agenda starts getting into character, like when they start viewing the person mm-hmm. rather than the content they're making. And I, I feel like that that's, that's, the, that's the one thing I, I'm really curious about when it comes to this whole entire thing. And of the millions of people posting... I wonder what their characters are. Yeah. So hopefully we see, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's something like, I, you know, 
it, it, it would be hard to do because I, I know so little about like the past phase five or just I know so little about this. But exactly what you said, like I, I won't I can do it this time is that whoever whoever gets it right face Cisco calling it 2020. But <laughs> whoever gets it, I want to hopefully I can get right on like fi- see them right away to see what they were doing before phase and then to see how much. Yeah, I want to see exactly where they were at numbers wise quality of content wise and then like you said what's their character right what makes them so different from the millions of other people participating in phase five and that'd be really cool uh you mentioned before about like nick merck's um interacting on twitter i think those are the you know i think those are probably the coolest things on twitter is when you know um a big name internet person re uh quote tweets or retweet someone as their own little reaction to it and then you click that person it's not you know it's not someone just as big as them you click them and it's like someone with less than like less than 100 followers and it becomes their pin tweet and they have all these random tweets with no interactions and their one pin tweet is the one retweeted by like nick Merckx or like mr beast and it has yeah. like fifty thousand likes or something that's crazy and and, it, the, and then the the twitter algorithm really like kind of sees that as well it's like oh you blew up a little bit let, yeah let me give your your next tweets a few spotlights too so that, that's that's i think something that that's really good about social media is the fact that we, we always talk about uh like you, when you get the opportunity once you get that first blow up what do you do next you know it, it's like harris heller you know on the alpha gaming channel always mm-hmm. says you're not going to buy the you know the best gaming pc from your first twitch check or you know your youtube royalties you're gonna invest in an editor invest in your lighting invest in something your camera quality audio quality because that is long term it's 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 long term yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and so with the algorithm being the way it is it's like okay you blew up do it again exactly yeah that it's exactly it's so crazy that yeah we live in this you know you said social media age with all these apps and all these videos all these tweets but yeah Look at TikTok. Look at look at Vine. Like Vine's probably the biggest one that I like. I'm familiar with people who were able to make to gain a following on Vine, and then it closed down. A lot of them were able to just shift. You know, some of them were able to shift over to YouTube successfully and make careers out of that. Right? We, you know, Cody Ko, Drew Gooden, Danny Gonzalez. Right? Some of the some of the Vine stars just went on to TikTok or Musically, which eventually turned into TikTok, and they were able to maintain their following there and get brand deals. Like because of what one six second video that a lot of people found funny or interesting and then they you said you know make it consistent they repeated that idea it kind of leads to like you know some you know depending on what the content is it could be like cringy or something but if you gain you know that's why we have this influencer culture where it's like if you can do something that people like gravitate towards and you gain that following regardless if it's good or bad there's a chance that you can make a profit from it which you know double-edged sword could be a good thing could be a bad thing yeah, it's like, you know, the saying says, if there's a market for it, just someone making it, you know, yeah. there's someone making the coin after it. So um, it, it's kind of crazy speaking about markets and, you know, things shifting. Uh, I have a question for you. If your platform shut down and you got $30 million after the, you know, the platform shut down and you could go anywhere, why are you going to Twitch instead of YouTube? I think I need a little bit more. Like, I think I know where you're going with this question, but just like, uh, just to, you're saying, so this is the doctor disrespect topic, right? This is, this is ninja topic. Okay. So say that. So, so so you're saying you're, you're mixer shutdown. Yes. He got $30 million. Yeah. Cause the contract ended because mixer shut down. Yeah. yeah. He didn't want to go to Facebook gaming, which is, you know, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing against Facebook gaming, but uh, you're saying, why didn't he go to YouTube? Yes, where <clears throat> YouTube streaming is like, you know, it comes by the amount of subscribers you have, right? So he and would be blow. He would like, he would be just Ninja unstoppable. Like, yeah, I think he's like, what, like 4.2 million or something? Like, just like an, an obscene amount. Of, of, of YouTube subs? YouTube subs. And of course, he's also the most followed person on Twitch. But, you know. No, he's in the 26, 20 millions, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 24 million subs on YouTube. Yeah, just insane. <laughs> what the heck? So I guess that's my question. Do you feel like this is a you know trying to diversify income because you know he's still going to make YouTube videos, right? Yeah. He's still going to make like the one, like twenty minute video for the day, and then you know daily uploads, and then he's going to stream on Twitch. Or what do you think? 
<clears throat> for Ninja, for the for for our listeners who don't know, that's Tyler Blevins, the blue-haired Fortnite guru. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I remember the last time he played Fortnite. He's playing Among Us like, a lot. I, oh, I don't know what Among Us is. Among Us is like this like uh, is it like mafia horror. almost? Where it's no, like it's... someone's like trying to kill you, and it's like it's like a it's not even like a game, right? It's like a a talking. No, no, no it's, like, it's like it's like it's a game. It's a game. Basically, it's like Dead by Daylight uh, mixed with Fall Guys. That's the way I describe it. Okay, <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense actually. I did see okay. that. I did see that tweet where it's like it's the same universe, Fall Guys and Among <laughs> Us, because they look the same. Um, okay, so what? Going back, Ninja. For Ninja specifically, I think it comes down to that ni- that YouTube didn't offer him the same amount of money that Twitch did. Because he's just, he can do anything in the world. And, and just to add to that, you asked, if I received $30 million, I would never, ever show my face on the internet again. I would move <laughs> to a remote island and never work a day in my life. Ninja could have stopped working 10 years ago after that first Fortnite season. Like, that's the thing I don't understand. Like, it must be a, you know... I think, you know, it's probably a content creator drive or something, but we're talking about if you get that one video, that one blow up, if I'm able to make just a large sum of money in one go, I'm out. I'm not going to keep doing it. Like, cause especially, especially considering it's going to be such a, a luck driven thing that's like, wow, how did I do this? Well, I don't know how I did that. I don't know if it's going to be consistent or not. So I'm going to cash out. I'm out. So like... I mean- yeah, that's th- why do you Ninja does not need any more money. He doesn't need to well, work anymore. Why? I feel like to to answer that in like multi parts. Uh, I, I think first things first. Like Ninja is one of those like the most driven streamers and content creators on the internet, and I feel like he wants like, that uh, title like best streamer. He, want, he wants like to push the envelope as much as possible, and I think that that's the most important thing about Ninja's like character and his persona, like. He played with Drake. He's like, all right, cool. I'm not going to be able to top this. And then he, uh, he he did like the New Year's Eve thing. You know, all right, cool. I'm not going to be able to top this. And then we see him repeatedly. And then when he went to Mixer, that's a game changer. Like that was like, hey, I'm an exclusive streamer. I'm a talent. Like, you know, that's. Yeah, like, yeah no, he solidifying himself is that it, it, it's it's so powerful. So I think like Ninja, yes, he doesn't need to work anymore. But I feel like because of that, he wants to work even more. I know. Like. But like he's like you, you guys still don't acknowledge, still don't acknowledge me, and I feel like he still doesn't acknowledge himself. He's like, yeah, I've done some cool things, but I, I still want more. Nah, he's crazy because you said it. Like after that, like he is the first streamer to do blank. He did that years ago, but he was the first mm-hmm. streamer to make what five figures in a month or something. Like maybe he wasn't the first to do that, but you know, he he did a first thing yeah. years ago, and like when he was blowing up, like 2016, 2017, maybe. Or something. Yeah. He he was the first to do something there. If I was the first to do something, I'm good. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I don't need to be the first to do this and the first to do this. But like, I I totally I I definitely understand your reasoning. But that he like he will go down in history. He he literally changed the game of streaming, gaming and stuff like that. So you know. Yeah. I think, uh, next episode, um, join us for our featured guest, Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he was on the show, he'd be like. I, agreeing with both of us i like i don't know he'd be screaming at us he'd be, res me uh <laughs> <laughs> i think all jokes aside though uh i think one of the biggest reasons that he went to twitch it's uh i don't know if you you've heard what's been going on with dr disrespect you know the ban the yeah oh, i was gonna talk about that i lo- like so i don't know anything really about dr disrespect or anything so you're right in that sense but <laughs> definitely for any outsider or something there was huge drama and conspiracy theories behind the band it was like a month it was like a month of nothing but did you see did you see his last stream like people were like did you see that like the last eight minutes were so suspicious people were quoting like oh at one minute 24 seconds you could hear the fbi break down his door and he's trying to (laughs) and he's trying to maintain composure because he doesn't want to break character and then you could see him like muting his mic and whispering to the fbi agents to just give me five more minutes to end the stream and it's like like I was invested for a while. It was, it, uh, yeah. I was like, "Is this dude going to jail? Like, what did he do?" But, because um, <laughs> he's another one. He's up there who changed yeah. the game for streaming. Yeah, he he's one of the. He is the most high quality stream of all time. And yeah, like if you watch the transitions, you know he has custom made music. Like everything is, it's fantastic. Yeah, but, high quality. Um, avoiding that for a sec, I just, just want to like talk about 
his relationship now with Twitch. He got banned, and now Twitch is not talking about Doc at all. Mm. And now for Twitch streamers, partners even, people who have exclusive deals, they cannot play with Dr. Disrespect or they will get banned. Wow. So he's, he's excellent, blacklisted to the highest degree. Yeah. So now think about it. Ninja's best friends, Tim the Tapman, Dr. Lupo, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They're all on Twitch, right? Yeah. Who's the one person on YouTube? Dr. Disrespect. Dr. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's kind of like, it's another one of those things where he's like, Ninja's going to be playing with his friends regardless, you know? Mm-hmm. So he wants to be able to play with his friends on stream comfortably and not worry about anything. So I feel like this is another, you know, it's like two birds, one fountain kind of thing where he's like, he wants to play with his friends, but he also wants to make money. He wants to keep doing what he's doing. So I think that's... I do you think, think if, do you think if Ninja to... was on YouTube, he wouldn't be allowed to play with his friends? Or there'd be less chances to, maybe? I feel like because of... I, I, this just might just be me, but I feel like there is now starting to be like a little bit of bad blood between like Twitch and YouTube, and like well, they're, yeah, they're like, huge competitors. That that would make sense. They're huge competitors now, and it's like the fact that you know, if we were to go down the route of like you know, as soon as Ninja left for Mixer, you know, Twitch was streaming porn on Ninja's account like for like a whole day, <laughs> and no one like stopped yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We go that far, it'd be like you know, Ninja's still like upset about that. Like we can also say that YouTube doesn't want to like you know mess around with that sort of stuff so like i don't know the only thing is twitch streamers do still play with courage so i don't think like it'll still like you know it'll be that bad courage is on facebook courage is on youtube youtube okay okay yeah so like i know they still play with each other but it's like i wonder how that would be whereas like twitch really went out of the way to get ninja and then just said no i'm going to youtube you know but no he went to twitch yeah twitch offered more money and i think I think Twitch, uh, I think Ninja is more valuable to Twitch than it is to, eh. to YouTube in general. Overall, YouTube, Ninja is not as uh, important because Twitch is all about streaming. In terms of YouTube streaming, Ninja is very important. But because YouTube has the video side of things, like it's not, it oh, doesn't, yeah. it's, it's still pushing to break into the streaming game and it probably will eventually be a, uh, equal to twitch or not better right we've heard harris heller alpha gaming talk about how youtube is on its way to become better streaming platform than twitch but right now like ninja is definitely better for twitch and they probably compensated him fairly for that and youtube is like eh, we'll see how we can do without him he, he tried youtube for a while right yeah he did, he did test streams yeah but uh and they were blowing up you know and yeah. it, it's the biggest thing about ninja lately has been no warning, just a tweet like two minutes before, and then he's live. <laughs> yeah, and I, mean, I think that that's I think that's the craziest thing is just the, the amount of numbers that he he gets from like a two minute tweet right before. It's kind of yeah. insane. Like I think for the YouTube number, he was like up for the YouTube live stream, the first one in a while after Mixer, it was like close to like four hundred, five hundred thousand something. That's the same with that's a disrespect. Like, that's a disrespect and shroud. Was, it's, yeah, it, it's like I, I feel like gamers and you know the the streaming companies are finally starting to understand how big these players are and it all started with ninja yeah exactly ninja was yeah that yeah that move to mixer was crazy that's when dr uh that's when uh shroud got uh got signed as well that's when dr lupo got signed to twitch nick Merckx got signed to twitch dr d got signed to twitch like they find like the market finally started realizing how important these icons were you know and who who would ever think that streamers would be getting multi tens of hundreds of million dollar contracts by these platforms like who would have guessed that in like 2005 were they even platforms back then i forgot when it was people weren't Uh, even making money on twitch i think until like 2009 or something yeah at first it was like justin tv and then that was like oh yeah (laughs) i remember that yeah it's yeah it's looking into like internet careers from content creation that's like it's such a crazy thing it makes you it, i don't know for you i don't know for you but for me it makes me like like excited jealous angry sad like i every time i look into it, i get so many mixed emotions it's like these dudes are younger than me they're richer than me they're having more fun than me but at the same <laughs> time it's like that means i can do it 
and then I do it and I'm like, but it's not the same. And I'm not making, you know, it's like, but obviously yeah, yeah. it's, you, you know, different situations and stuff. It's like, there's so much potential. And like we said, it's, you need that one thing. I mean, it's when, when it comes to like growing on like specifically like streaming, when it comes to growing on like on a streaming platform, I think it's, it's different. It's a different animal than like growing on like TikTok because growing yeah. on TikTok, the algorithm is completely different. Growing while streaming is the hardest thing that you can do. Because you have like, to do less streaming. You got to make content on other platforms. You have to you have to diversify your your you know your content and all that. But it's it's also the fact that you have to be yourself while mm-hmm. doing that too. Yeah. So yes, you have to follow trends and you have to you know try the TikTok cantas and you have to try to make challenge videos the same one that someone else did. And if there's a new update on the game that you're playing that you mainly play cover the update you know what I mean make a video on the update and if you make a video right and then the, then there's an update the video that you were making if it was from the previous batch like it's it's null you know what I mean so you have to stay really on top of stuff and it, it's very funny that if you aren't on top of it it, it becomes a, a, a grind and some people are really blessed like we mentioned earlier like you know pro players like growing up with like Justin TV or something like that for example like we mentioned Nick Marks he, he came in as a, a Gears of War like esports professional coming into stream, you get me? Or mm-hmm. Ninja coming in as a Halo professional coming into stream, you get me? It's like if you have something beforehand, you are going to be more successful coming in, you get me? Because you you have already a following. But starting off the gate, I, I think that's the hardest thing. It's just starting, you know. And then yeah, if you yeah. stop starting again, in your case. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, consistency. That's 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 huge. But yeah, yeah, I think like. Because, yeah, you, you brought it up, like, you know, that's a, a whole other aspect of it is, like, esports. Because that, because, like, take a complete outsider, you know, like, older, like, our parents, really, you know, older people who aren't even familiar with, like, video games in general, right? At least, at least, a, like, athletes, uh, they, you know, they understand athletes, why they get paid the amount they do. Which I think is insane how, <laughs> you know, football players, stuff. That, that, you know, it's the same, it's the same thing, right? Like, esports, they're... They're athletes, right? So that makes sense. They're pro- they're providing like a very um, specialized skill that provides value and like for the for the gaming, right? When you but then you go into like streaming and they're not a pro gamer. How do you like? How does you know the personality streamers or people who aren't you know people are making full time careers? They are making tens of thousands of dollars playing games. Like how do you explain that to someone? Like how do you say oh you know. I play games and I make money for it. Or it's like, you know, I just hang out and I chat with people and I make money for that. That That's just the world we live in where you can just be, you can just exist on the internet and make a living, which is crazy. It's like a really good opportunity. But it's like, how, you yeah. know, people, like, you know, so it's really hard to explain that, you know? And I feel like that's, that's the biggest thing when it comes to like, you know, harkening back to phase five and, you know, being a big streamer and all that. It's like, at the end of the day, you know, what are you doing to be there, mm-hmm. to be just someone on the internet? You know I me? Mean? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, you can be like, oh, do you know this one streamer? No. What they're, what are they about? And then you could be like, oh, you know, they're kind of like Shroud, but like, they, they kind of do it this way. It's like because of Shroud being who he is, you have someone to anchor. You know. So mm-hmm. like, if I was to describe my stream, it'd be like, oh, he's kind of like you know so and so, but he's kind of like this, and it's like that sort of stuff is. It, that that's very important because it, it creates like this streaming ecosystem, yeah. so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I Definitely. feel like if you solidify who you are and your content and your quality and your streaming, and you put that out there, and you know, of course, you're gonna self-discover some stuff and you're gonna learn along the way. But if you have that like the initial process and you kind of like set that standard for yourself as well, like right from the get, you're gonna be way more successful than everybody else who just hit stream, hit the live button, you know, start streaming and then. It, who knows, Emmy? With Definitely. the initial thought, it's that, that I think that's the most important thing. It's the, the mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you brought you just brought up like you know explaining people's streams and stuff and taking inspiration, right? What is who is how did you start, right? Who was the first? In what way, right? We could talk, you know, in terms of like content creation. I feel like that just we can even umbrella that into like just creative, right? In the right. entertainment arts or anything. 
because we can talk music musicians who've inspired us we can talk uh streamers who've inspired us content creators who've inspired us all that right so you know yeah what was it for you um i guess i mean probably like around like the time i was like 14 15 i started watching like shady shady penguin on on youtube mm-hmm. i did like pokemon nuzlocks nuzlocks and let's plays and stuff yeah uh, I feel like his community in general was like super chill, and like n- less cringe than the rest of the Pokemon community. Like everyone's well, yeah. just like. I mean, especially now recently, Pokemon community totally is in shambles. I'm, they're still they still haven't recovered, right? <laughs> uh, they're, they're doing better. I think. I, I mean, uh, actually, that a lot of communities are like a lot of this communities. Is even, Smash, play. Smash was crazy. Yeah. That was these were more recent, but I know Pokemon was like maybe a year ago. But more recently, it was like Smash. Um, they got outed like they got outed like even like the fortnite community isn't like you know like safe from it i i feel like that that's a that's a whole nother thing but like yeah it, it started with jd and it started with uh which is i think like the first stream i ever watched was was tsm day one so it was like good vibes throughout like the two like so you only watch Shady's YouTube content because he was streaming, right? Yeah. Or was he only making he, YouTube he's, content? He's a, he's a streamer too, but like it was around that that time that like I started college, so I really get time like mm-hmm. to like watch an actual stream. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like I paid for his Patreon for a while too. Like I remember like like that was the first like Patreon I ever paid for. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's that makes you feel some type of way, and then like for him to make you feel that uh, feel that commitment to his community that you would put money forward, like that's. How does he do that, right? He never explicitly said, like, Cisco, pay pay money on my Patreon. But you felt inclined to because you really valued his content. It became part of your, probably your daily, re- weekly routine. Yeah, I mean, like, for, for Shady specific, it was like, we I saw him as kind of like the guy, right? And then all of a sudden he had a girlfriend. All right, cool. Then he proposed on video to his girlfriend. Then, you know, they're having their first kid. They're now on their second kid. Like, I feel like in many ways... Yeah, I don't know much about Shady's personal life, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just an example, but because of all those experiences that he shared with us, like the community, I feel like, yeah, I'm part of his, his world, you know, like his kids, like, like I, I kind of know them, like, that's great. Good for you. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I'm, and I am proud to see the person he's become, you know, and like watching him all these years, it, it's kind of crazy that he's still playing Pokemon. Yeah. You know? He's, he's playing TFT and Dragon Ball, like all these, you know, and Yu-Gi-Oh, like all these different games. But at the end of the day, he's still going to be the guy who like just yelled, it's a crit really loud in my ears mm-hmm. at 3 a.m. You know? Yeah. And uh, how about you? What'd you, would you listen, what'd you watch and you know, what'd you consume? what I consume? Uh, well, for breakfast, I had an egg, tomato, lettuce, sandwich, and a co- cup of coffee. How about you? Cup of coffee. No breakfast? Wow. I don't eat breakfast now. Nice. Sometimes I have like fruit at like noon, but that's about it. Fruit. I remember fruit. Oh, you know what I've been eating a lot of actually? Kiwis. I eat like two kiwis a day. How do you eat your kiwis? Um, you know, I get that I pick the hairiest one and then I kinda just like bite into it like an apple. Okay, yeah, we don't do that. Alright. Uh yeah, what <laughs> you No no, I'll be serious. Like, I like yeah. load up the kiwi with shaving cream and I shave oh it. Oh my god, stop it. <laughs> the kiwis are good uh no so for me because like you know we've had this conversation before so definitely like what you said is totally consistent and stuff for me i want to add like a little bit like to the past even but it started you were there like uh the summer of summer between my sophomore and junior year yeah i started getting recommended um carl sagan 42's like super mario oh no super mario maker videos and I, i didn't even have a wii u at the time I never played Super Mario Maker at the time. I don't know why it got recommended to me, but it did. And like watching him play the Super Mario Maker game was crazy. That led me to Ryu Car, Grand Pooh Bear, and the entire like Super Mario community that led into Super Mario World ROM hacks. And that eventually spiraled into like me actually starting to stream it, what, like last year? And that mm-hmm. was and that led me into actually like being a part of the community for a while, making like actual internet friends right which is totally safe right <laughs> but yeah like one thing i want to like add to that story is not story but going back even further in terms of like because i i'm not much of a like you know me would you actually 
classify me as a gamer in the traditional sense? Because obviously anyone's a gamer and stuff, right? But would you right. classify, you know, what would you classify me in in terms I, of even gaming? You probably I, even I, saw I, me play a game. No, yeah, <laughs> shut up. I think you're like, I, I think you're very casual. Like, whereas I, like, I'm extremely try hard though. Like, like I, you know, for anyone who's, who's listening who doesn't really know me, like I, I'm probably one of the most try hard people, but like I'm so chill about it. But yeah, it's like natural competitiveness. But yeah, I, I yeah. like when we when we used to play Fortnite together. It, it'd be like, oh, there's people there. Like, all right, cool, let's push. And then you'd be like, no. <laughs> like, I, I feel like you would go the extremely opposite way, run into the storm, yeah. take some storm damage just to avoid conflict. And I, I feel like that's like the pretty much the perfect example to the type of game you are. You're just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's pretty accurate. I'd say. Um, so even and then adding to that too. And then you could add your perspective too. I, and this ties into like everything too. <laughs> I feel like I'm not saying anything. <laughs> but um, basically, I originally was a person who was like, why would I watch someone stream, right? Why would I want to watch someone not actually complete the level on the first try? Why would I want to watch someone struggle when I could easily just watch the YouTube video of them playing it and even going further back i was thinking like why would i even watch someone play a game when i could just experience it myself like what do i have to gain watching someone else play a game that i might even be interested in and that goes even further back to to, um to like music where it's like i didn't when i was a kid right like what middle school or something i refused to listen to live recordings i was like why am i going to listen to the unedited potentially mistakes driven like poor quality live recording of a song i like when i have the studio version that's pristine what the artist wanted and that's what it is but that changed too all this you know all these opinions of mine changed because i was a stupid kid (laughs) but yeah now like i love live recordings of bands that i really enjoy i think the live recordings are even better because they showcase more creative freedom more artistic freedom and you could actually hear the musicians having fun with it going going back to video games why would i watch a youtube video of someone playing a game that i could just play it's like because i don't want to play it i actually enjoy watching their reactions i like seeing you know whether or not i like their personality or whatever edits or whatever they do while playing that game i might enjoy that and that actually adds to the game experience that i wouldn't get if i just played because when i play games i'm actually pretty boring and that's a problem when i stream i don't do anything um why would i watch a streamer play a game live and watch them struggle because that's fun if you like the streamer and you like the personality and you get and you like enjoy hanging out in their stream room in their community and stuff watching them struggle on a game for hours on end and then seeing them actually complete it that's fun um the first streamer i even the first live stream i caught wasn't like twitch or anything it was youtube gaming for z gaming guy and I found Z Gaming Guy because he made a level for Ryu Car in Super Mario Maker. Z Gaming Guy is not as big as Ryu Car. So I was able to catch him live and watch him p- struggle with levels in real time. And I still remember I would actually speak in his chat and he would say my name. And I, I was like, wow, this is insane. This dude read my chat and he's talking to me, even though there's like a bunch of other people in chat. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Then I actually t- tested it out. I tried it in bigger streamers. I got Ryu Car to say my name. He he answered my question. Grand Pooh Bear has talked to me. He said my username, right? I'm pretty much famous at this point. And like, <laughs> that was like a year or two ago when I was actually just starting to get into it. And I was like, this is actually fun. And that eventually led me into like, I should try it. I want to be on the other side. I want to talk to people and see if I can like do this for other people. And even to this day, I still get super excited when like now other people are streaming and stuff like Gus and Eddie. Uh, I've gotten Gus to say hi, evil. Leon Lush, I don't know if you watch him on YouTube. He's talked to me on his Twitch streams and stuff. He said, "Hey, Evil, how's it going?" It's like I still get like I still get butterflies when that happens. Jakey said hi to me the other day when he was like streaming COD. That's insane. He was, like, he was playing uh, I, I forgot what he was playing, but he was like playing War- hardcore or something, and yeah. he was just like, he's like, "Yo, Cisco Boy Wonder, what's up, bro?" <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> That's awesome. He has a voice. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like smacked out of his mind. So yeah. Like, <laughs> um, no, that's yeah, exactly. That's that's. Yeah. Like, you know, I guess, you know, that's what started it. That's the, that's like the beginning, the middle and the end. Cause now I'm yeah. here and I don't do any content. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically this is content, what you're yes. doing right now. You're, yeah. you're getting back into the fold. Um, yeah. What I was going to say is that, uh, 
I, I think we literally just saw this where you were what you were just describing in like the huge gaming world we just saw that the why would i play the game when i could watch someone play the game mm -hmm. for example tim the tap man the person who could not get a dub in fall guys like i'm telling you on my first day i got a dub on fall guys it was not that hard yeah but yeah the numbers the memes you know like and he the, the developers memeing on him memeing on him and i feel like this is something that happens in esports too right like you know like the stories right you know this team versus this team for like tsm just won lcs worlds right mm -hmm. you know and it's like well that's fantastic but there's a story going over there it's like you know everyone was tweeting it's like trust me we're gonna do it and then you know i i'm not a i'm not an lcs fan whatsoever but i watched the finals and i was completely invested because of the story that twitter was making you get me mm -hmm. yeah and the story that tim tapman and fall guys and the memes and the community was making that story is so great to follow and then it was trending you know yeah. he, he did it after he won it was trending and i feel like as a community as a gaming you know community like whether you're on twitch or youtube you saw that you know mm -hmm. and that that sort of thing is kind of the biggest reason that i like being a gamer is that we experience things on a different subatomic level you know it's on the outside looking in it's a grown man playing a video game winning yelling yeah. screaming but for us it's someone who is getting knocked down beat down by the system you know it's like everything is just not going his way he's been this close so many times and then all of a sudden he finally got it mm -hmm. and that story you know being part of this whole entire thing with the gaming community i feel like that, that's like the most important thing of them all is just the fact that in general you know under the umbrella term we are gamers you know and yeah. then if you think about it you know tim the tapman has his, his army you know tim the tapman army and then every single streamer every single content creator has their own community and i feel like that's what i like the most is the fact that you know there's just so much you know play around like you know at the end of the day you know we're all people behind our monitors you know people Mm -hmm. I think that, that that's like probably like the most important thing when it comes to streaming and content creators, the fact that sometimes you're reading chat and they say some really dumb stuff or something, but you have to remember that's still a person. So mm -hmm. you have to like have the patience and have like the exercise to like be like, oh yeah, you know, no. <laughs> yeah. To like not yeah. call them out, but you know, be like, you know, correct Educate. their way. Like, yeah. Yeah. Tell them to do better. And I feel like as gamers, we've gotten better as like a as like a chat community. We've we've gotten better. Uh, there's some like some stupid stuff still going around, but it it's cool to see that the moments are still the most important thing. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. That that was very well said. <laughs> it was deep. Yeah, it was a deep moment of the show. <laughs> uh yeah, no, that that was good. I was gonna like I I don't know if I can tie this into what you even said, but like, because you said uh, you said gamers, we've gotten better, right? Yeah. Someone who's gotten better, you know, Ninja, right? Go back to oh, that clip. Yeah. He this this oh. is someone who like was very toxic, and you know that was his brand. But once he realized that, oh okay, Fortnite's my game, kids are my audience. I'm going to rebrand and I'm going to be actually like, I, I'll admit he's, he's very, I think a pretty positive influence for them. Like, yeah. he, I th I don't know. I, I, I mean, he doesn't have too many, What? so it's like, there's also, I'm sorry. There's also like Ninja after dark. So he does have like his moments to be toxic again, but then again, that's when the kids are already asleep. Oh, he does that. And he like he markets it as such. Okay. Yeah. Long, like, I don't, I don't think he like goes like super ham like the way he used to, but yeah, he'll like let out a few curse words and you know just let it out. Yeah, I think Basically, proverbial take off your bra at the end of the day kind of. Yeah, thing. no, definitely he. Yeah, I think I, I I definitely respect him for like rebranding in a way that led him to his position today. If he maintained, you know, that original clip, what'd you say to me? Like, if he maintained that personality, would he be where he is today? Probably not. No, I think he'd he'd fall into the same category as like you know. I think he'd still be big, but he wouldn't be like the As actual big. trendsetter that he is. You mm -hmm. know, and yeah. I I think one of, one of the biggest things about Ninja in general is that it was a light switch. It was basically like, all right, I'm good now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's really respectable to see that. And again, 
it all comes down to one simple thing. I, I think we've been talking about it this entire show. It's treating your content as a business. You know, if you market yourself as such and you have that image right before you start streaming or start recording, it's just that's what's going to make you successful because you're mm-hmm. treating it as its as its own business entity. You know? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to, you know, and that's, yeah, there, there, there's a split there. There are people who are casual streamers who actually just like, this is my hobby. I want to just do this for fun. And they, they, you know, their content might not be the best. They might not be the most consistent and they might not grow as much, but that's okay to them. But there, there are people out there who are like, I do want to make money doing this and I do want to do this. And they don't implement business minded like strategies. They still treat it like, oh yeah, I'll just boot up the stream stream for like two hours and I get a few viewers and I'll do that every so often. I'll post a clip here or there. And then they do that for a few weeks, a few months. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'm not growing. It's like, you know, what business would be successful if they're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to open randomly and I'm going to, you know, my customers aren't going to know when to, when to show up. I'm just going to hit them up and be like, Hey, you know, I'm open today. If you want to come, they're like, I'm busy. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they could just imagine like the farmer's market just being like, Hey, we're open raining outside dude <laughs> yeah right shop right you go monday 2 p.m it's like oh no and i had a crazy sunday i'm taking the day off <laughs> yeah yeah so you know you, and i think that would be you know that's something we could do like long term through this um podcast is like you know you know whether or not we both you know you're gonna be continuing pretty consistent and you might do something where it's like hey starting starting this week this is something i'm trying to, and let's see how it progresses let's see how it actually affects my numbers how does it affect my mentality streaming is it like you know is it producing results and you can treat it like you know this is the business decision and let's see how it works out i can do that too if i'm consistent i'll be like trying this out did it work and we can like even track progress yeah. in that sense come back to the podcast and be like hey this is what i did this week <laughs> yeah yeah we could do that um but yeah, that's that'd be cool. Yeah. What have you uh, been doing? I, uh, well, like you know, you go first. No, no, you go, you go. What's your like? Cause you, we, you know, this entire time we've been talking about content creation, streaming, and stuff like that, and that's you know, that's literally what you're doing full time at the moment. In this quarantine situation, what do you do for fun? What do you do to like cool off? Cause you can't edit for twelve hours a day. You can't stream. You can't play games. That's actually a separate question. If you want to answer that too, can you play? Do you play games casually? I always want to ask streamers that. Or do you at this point, whenever you game, it's on stream or it's for content? Okay, that's that's a good question. Okay, so for fun, I've I've started playing guitar again. Uh, nice. This is my Fender, and I also have an acoustic right over here too. Uh, I've been learning, and I used to play a lot when I was a kid. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to get back to where I was and also get better. Now yeah. with all the music theory from college. um i also i you know this is kind of something that's going to be part of the content creation for the my personal channel it's uh you know movie stuff but i've just been watching and consuming so much more like so many more movies lately because i've had this long list of things that i've just been wanting to watch but i never had the time and now i do so one of the big things i've been focusing on is surrendering myself completely to the movie process you know like closing the blinds making it you know completely dark make the living room feel like a movie theater you know blast the volume you know and then just really immerse myself in the soundtrack and the dialogue and really you know try to be in the moment because i feel like that experience is lost in a lot of people when they're watching movies nowadays and i feel like that's something that i really want to get into yeah definitely Um, that's that sounds really cool yeah, and then uh, you know, and, and I'm also thinking about like movies that I want to talk about on YouTube now. So like, ever since starting that, it's just been like a really good thrill ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's op- yeah, it's opening up doors. As far as gaming, um, sometimes like at like you know taking breaks between editing, like I'll, I'll like hop into Fortnite Creative and just like crank '90s for like <laughs> like 30 minutes or something. But what I've been trying to do lately is uh trying to play like Skyrim, like just like chill. Mm-hmm. and like trying to play the vanilla game which is like something i haven't done in, since like i think the year it came out really so, so like cause that's I, how like i play it right yes like i i modded the crap out of my skyrim game like you know like i had like Mjolnir at superpowers like iron man it was like it was awesome. awesome but playing the game the way it is now and having the original soundtrack in it um 
forgot who the composer is. Uh, Jer- Jeremy Sewell. Jeremy Sewell, like his soundtrack, it, it's it's phenomenal. Like even though I've heard it for years, it, it still has that, that same nostalgic feel to it. And I, I think, you know, it the immersion never really stops with Skyrim. So I feel like it, it's a nice like take it away from what I'm doing now. So that, that's really cool. No, uh, I, and yeah, I totally agree. While I'm doing that, I'm also on Discord call with uh, a lot of the people from my community. So it's like it's really cool that they're doing homework or something, and I'm just there like, it's freaking Dragon Man is coming my way. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The community stuff is cool. I saw you did a community movie night. That's yeah. I always wonder how then, those would work out. And then cooking. That's just extreme. Extreme. I feel like that's not even like a fun. Th- I feel like it's just a necessarily survival no, thing. No, I mean, you haven't you haven't tasted my food, man. I'm I'm going crazy. Uh, I mean, like, you, you know me, like, I went, like, I worked in a restaurant for, like, two years, so, like, I picked up a lot of, like, you know, tips of the trade, and then I was just like, okay, I want to do it myself, so, yeah, I'm trying to, eventually, what I would like to do is, uh, like, this is way down the line, like, eventually have, like, exclusive content, like, on Patreon or whatever, like, where it's, like, just me having, like, a whole entire, like, vegan cooking session with, like, guests or my roommates or something like that, and, yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and what what about you? I, I mean, like, I know you've been busy with work like, yeah. this entire summer. So, like, yeah, this is like the, this is like the wind down for you. What have you been doing? Uh, yeah. So I picked up. Uh, oh, the biggest. Uh, yeah, probably the biggest thing is I picked up skateboarding. Like, like, not too crazy. Like in March, you know, when the quarantine initially started. I mean, everyone's done it. Like, you go on TikTok, that all you see is like, oh, day ten of skateboarding. So, like, I'm not. I feel like that's not too special. But, like, I, I, I've been enjoying it. Like, I picked up a longboard in March, and I had a lot of fun with that. You lent me your skateboard, and that's been a lot of fun. I actually, like, it hurts. Let me see. I want to send this. I don't know if you can see this. I'm going to send a picture on Discord. Basically, I don't know. You know, you could confirm or deny this, but when a skateboard hits your leg, it is that's a, it's that's the, the biggest pain. It's the biggest pain, and it, and it, and yeah, my body reacts like no other. Like I've taken like hits, I've fallen and stuff, but when a skateboard hits my leg, the welt, the bruising is the most I've ever seen ever. So like right now, my like I'll send you this picture. My entire right, my entire right shin is purple. I don't want to see that. And like this is from a week ago. I was doing a, a you know I was doing a fakey shove it. And it and and the board hit my right shin, and a week later, it's still like I don't know if you can see it on, but like you see, it's all purple. Yeah, I see it. Um, what was I gonna say the um, have you ever had like a scooter hit you, like the razor scooters? Oh yeah, like, I mean, I still have. I think I have a dent in my ankle from like sixth grade from that. <laughs> those are those are like insane. Yeah. It's, um. It's, yeah, I think my mom got hit by one by mistake. She was just like crying for like two days straight. I was like. Oh. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. Do that. Oh, oh, yeah. Sweet. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about like pain and stuff, but there's a TikTok account of um, it's this guy who 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 dresses up as a mime, and so basically wow. he has like mime music and stuff. So basically the idea is it's a pain scale TikTok where he does really painful things and he doesn't make a sound because he's a mime. So one of them is he stands there with his ankle out and his friend kicks a scooter into his ankle into his shin and you could like you know they zoom in on his face and he's just like like biting down so he doesn't make a sound or anything that's not the worst one you want to hear the worst one ever that makes me no no (laughs) it's the worst one ever it it makes me cringe you know how like tiktok's algorithm is you know a for you page yeah yeah Yeah. fyp why is that for you (laughs) why are you getting that yeah i don't know yeah yeah i don't know how the for you page works like the (laughs) recommended okay okay continue all right the worst one ever this is gonna make i don't know about you this makes me cringe just thinking about it oh okay okay i can't even describe it he took a piece of paper his friend took a piece of paper showed it put it between his fingers and oh so i just and he put a paper cut in the webbing of his fingers and i can't do that that made me like oh i'm getting like goosebumps just thinking about it Uh, that's uncomfortable all right give me a second Uh, let me write that I, I don't know if the bump was really loud for you, but I'll just write it, it was, down. It's pretty mediocre. All right, just in case. Um, I, I think I, w- I want to keep it in. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, I also, yeah. um, what's the other? I picked up, like, I would say I picked up gaming. 
because that well, like, I think what you said with movie is ca- with movies is how I am with games. Because going back to everything too is that I didn't the games I've participated in and played are like you know I, I did a little bit of Fortnite. I did a, a lot of um, Super Mario Maker ROM hacks. Those aren't those are very platform based, skill based like grind games. There's no mm-hmm. plot. There's no there's not too much immersion, right? And that's something I feel like I didn't do. The last time I feel like I was really immersed in a game was uh, Paper Mario for the GameCube, The Thousand Year Door. That was like the you know the last time I could really imagine being like, oh, I need to beat this story. I'm invested in the story and the character right. stuff like that. So that's something I feel like I haven't done. So you know, uh, you sold me your Xbox 360 and your PS3. So I've been trying to do that with because you gave me a lot of story based driven like games and that's something i i've never really experienced so you know unrelated to that switch skyrim like you said the immersion there i'm like really trying to go for it like every time i enter a new location i look at the details the soundtrack is amazing i like taking the scenery and it's great skyrim is insane like it really is like a movie and that's kind of like video games in general in in like this approach to it you really feel like it's a, a movie especially uh, yeah. i started playing mass effect you know you're picking the dialogue you're watching the cutscenes. Um, what's yeah. another one? A little bit. I did a little bit of Borderlands. I did a little bit of Metal, Metal Gear Solid. You I feel like you you're in the game. GTA off, like off uh, show, and I, th- I think that's like another one of those. Is like oh that yeah. story. It's like full of plot twists, twists and turns, and yeah. it's like you are in control of what the character does. But because like I, I know Jakey mentioned, like Nate and Jakey talks about this, like in the in like you know a bunch his of videos. videos like, yeah the rockstar formula and stuff like that like you know the sandbox versus like you know the box full of you know stuff it, it, it's it's funny that you like you're finally enjoying games in this way because it's like for a lot of people we've already had this experience you get me mm-hmm. so it, it's crazy how gaming you know could be relative to like you know art in many ways it's like experiencing it for the first time it's like mm-hmm. if i was to show you pink floyd for the first time you'd be like well it's insane and like me listening to them for like my millionth time it's like well this is insane you get me and I feel like that's in general like what brings gamers together. It's just like the shared experience or like the idea of like, hey, you like Skyrim, you might also like this game. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Yeah, and I, I, that's great, man. I'm, I'm happy you're actually like playing games. It's so great. Yeah, no, I yeah, I'm really it, yeah, I'm really like I you know it's probably like not even the right approach, but I like literally like schedule time. Like I will play for thirty minutes and I will be like <laughs> locked and loaded. Like I have to like you know because I'm an adult, so I guess I have to schedule it. But yeah, GTA story, literally insane. Because I've had experiences with GTA my whole life. Like back in when GTA 4 came out in what, 2007, I would go over to my friend's houses and we would just hold up the hospital. So like no story mode or anything. We would just go to the yeah, hospital, you, kill everyone. Sandbox. Yeah. Sandbox, yeah. I've been sandboxing GTA for, uh, what, I guess in that case, 13 years. And I've never experienced the GTA story until this year. And it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, for the record, that was my experience with GTA 5. Because uh, right around the time GTA V came out is when I actually like learned how to like you know understand that games are story based, and that's when I was like, okay, this is the character, this is another character. Oh, that's really cool. They have two characters. Oh, there's three. Oh, sick. You know. And I yeah. feel like it, it happens to everyone, and it happens with, with certain games. You know, I feel like GTA is one of those games. Uh, it the the thing about like story based games is that watch like a year from now you know or, or maybe even longer when you play this game again you're gonna notice so many more things you're gonna it, it's kind of like the, the second rewatching of, of a movie you know? mm-hmm. you're gonna notice the bloopers you're gonna notice uh, different nuances between like uh, character interpretations and voice acting and the, the soundtrack that they picked and like why, why'd they go for this and that it's like just in like in, investing yourself again it's just like it feels like you're playing the game all over again and the replayability is so great and i feel like that's that's like a whole new topic for another video just mm-hmm. getting into like why games are awesome honestly yeah that's that would be a great topic just so you know one hour and four minutes yeah and i was about to tell you we should probably yeah that, that i yeah i feel like we do we cover everything on your list uh yeah i mean like closing remarks um pretty happy <laughs> definitely um, no I, yeah i feel like we we talked a lot about a lot of different things yeah, honestly, I, I feel like the the best thing that we like really talked about was the fact that like quality over quantity. You know, like if you really believe in something, it's gonna work. 
So, like, don't, like, doubt yourself. And just, just like, start what you have to do. Yeah. Nice. And, yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to plug the socials. Anything you want to say? Um, don't forget to brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Drink some water. No. Eat a, eat a kiwi. Yeah. Hair <laughs> yeah, only. Oh, my God. All right. Anyways, thank you guys for watching the first episode of the Olive Ranch. Uh, this is going to be posted on YouTube first, and then eventually it'll go on all, you know, recording and listening platforms such as Google Play, uh, Apple Music, and Spotify. And, and SoundCloud. No, maybe not. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then follow me at Cisco Boy Wonder on all social platforms, and follow at Twitch. Wait, was it at Twitch Evil Zero on yeah. everywhere? Well, no, just on Twitter. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> so confusing. Anyways, thank you guys, and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Peace out. Bye. Cisco in your box. Sorry.